ready for something scary. Okay! You're in the right spot. The Ice Scary Podcast collects spooky, creepy news stories to discuss and give you chills. Whatever. Just so you know, hosts discuss topics they've just learned about and have no prior knowledge. Their views are just for your entertainment. Welcome back to another episode of I Scary Podcast, and we are putting him to it again. Please welcome Darcy Pashik. Hey, Anne. How's it going? It's going good, and um, we didn't scare you away, I guess. No. Um, a few disturbing stories for sure. Uh, I think they uh, they definitely rang home, and uh, you know, that one close to Canada definitely hit me for uh, a bit of a spin but i think i'm doing okay i'm still here right. i'm gonna keep coming <laughs> back good. as long as as long as you're willing to have me how's that definitely love to hear that all right well let's jump right in it we've got a, a couple new stories and uh, i know we sort of stacked the deck on one of these you you led me to this one uh -oh. um in in jolly old england this is called the scariest house in england and it all starts when they divert a river. And it is said to have opened a portal. When someone builds a home on the site, that badness creeps in and starts affecting the people inside. Something demonic, evil, and murderous creating a lifelong legacy of things that go bump in the night. <laughs> well, I did bring this one to you because I went there. You did? It was closed when we went, but you could look through the windows. Um, apparently, it's still you know active and, 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 uh, and open, but it is the creepiest, one of the creepiest places I've ever been. Um, you know, you mentioned the word demonic. I can honestly say I didn't uh, didn't really know what that meant. So I was with my family traveling here. So I, in some regards, I'm kind of happy it was closed. But so you couldn't, you didn't stay overnight. No. So you were just on the grounds. Hmm. I think we need the full story to get completely as freaked out as you were. <laughs> Take it away, Sydney. News. The ancient Ram Inn, scariest house from Travel Awaits blog. Known as the scariest house in Britain, the ancient Ram Inn dates back to 1145. The site was first a pagan burial ground, dating back to the ancient and mysterious site of Stonehenge. Built as a home for slaves and masons building a church, they also diverted a river. Some claim that opened a portal and released dark pagan energy. In 1968, John Humphreys bought the home. He fought demonic forces on his first night, but lived there for more than 50 years. It then became an inn. Guests can expect to meet a witch burned at the stake, a former innkeeper's daughter who was hanged in the attic, and murdered souls from countless demonic rituals. They appear as orbs of light, but bring your camera. They don't always appear to the human eye. Oh, okay. I get what you're talking about, the history of it. But what exactly about the place creeped you out? Because I'm an Air Force brat. I've lived in a lot of places and none of them scared me. Well, you know, you read the backstory first 
So in your mind, you're picturing um, something. So you have a, an envisionment of what you're going to run into. When we pulled in, of course, it was closed. So we pulled into the driveway beside it. And you know, in England, everything's tight spaces. So we wedged ourselves in this parking spot and put the car in park. And as we got out, my car rolled back and, and hit the curb. It didn't stop. Oh, my gosh. Now, it, it was a weird coincidence because um, my family was with me. So I had my wife and my daughter. And my daughter right away said, hmm, you know, we've been driving this car for five or six days. It's, it's never done that. So again, with the backstory in your mind, you're just a little bit on edge. And so then we walked around. You could look through the windows. I mean, the construction of the house, you can tell it's old. You can tell that it's, um, I mean, that keeps been okay, but it's got a certain vibe to it. I'm sorry. It, it just, you can feel it when you're near there. But But you mentioned the word demonic. I don't know if this is a PG rated show or not, but the first time I've ever heard of the word demonic rape. So apparently there's people that have been accused inside this building of being um, molested and, or, you know, things done to them while they were asleep and by demonic beings or, you know, I don't know exactly what the right terminology is, but so we did all the pre-reading before we went. So so that definitely was on your mind, but still, if you showed up there and just went, oh, okay, and nothing weird happened. Now, you're, I know that your wife is a photographer. Did she get any mm-hmm. orbs of light? Yeah, no, no orbs of light, but we got oh, tons okay. of pictures, and we looked at them really closely after to see if we could see anything. But, you know, it was a little weird being there. We didn't stick around for very long. I mean, it wasn't a place where you stood in in chit-chatted you know <laughs> it just didn't seem comfortable so yeah we uh we definitely left right away yeah it didn't seem right you bet oh man um so that was pretty interesting i mean would we stay overnight there definitely yeah not. I, I don't think so i know um yeah. you know there's there are a lot of places known to be spooky and obviously they draw people for that reason that want to experience something yeah but that wouldn't be my first choice yeah <laughs> it wouldn't no no, I wouldn't stay. I wouldn't purposely stay at a place. I mean, I guess I have stayed. I love to go to bed and breakfast uh, across the country. And a lot of them are old buildings that have buried histories. Some of them, you know, right. and I did stay at one in, um, I think, uh, Indiana. Yeah, it was Indiana. Okay. Beautiful old place. Yeah. It had a very weird history and it did have ghosts. And um, the I, I got to know the people that that ran it and they said that then when they first moved in they went from room to room and asked the ghost to be nice to everybody interesting so i did feel it i did sense at night i i gotta tell you i left the lights on at night i left one light on i yeah well i don't know i didn't feel bad oh i know what really what freaked me out i found a ouija board under the bed that uh, that would definitely create some more uh, anxiety of sorts, I'm sure. Well, I mean, I'm uh, you know a woman by myself traveling. I look under beds when there is an under to look at, and it was a great old high bed. Um, so I, I peeked and I took it. I took it back to the 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 gal that ran the place, and she's like, "Oh, we were wondering where that was. It oh no, it had been somewhere else in the house. Yeah. So obviously, maybe somebody else that was staying there took it and moved it." are but yeah i mean back to the ancient ram i mean you know we had talked in great lengths whether we would stay there or and i think the the clear answer was no i 
I mean, no matter what your beliefs were or what you thought was real or not, I don't think you'd be able to just, you know, I think every, and being an older house, I'm sure, you know, there's lots of creaks and, um, you know, the stairs and things like that. I just don't think I could uh, get a good night's sleep. So, yeah. (laughs) So, but, but from a, from a belief perspective, I mean, that place has more history than, than you can imagine. So is it feasible that, you know, a portal was opened or those along those lines? Uh, I mean, there's lots of stories that have been told over the years that, oh. you know, interesting. Yeah, I, I definitely would say I I believe in the history of places. And some people are just a little more in tune, you know. You can sense it. I mean, yeah. it helps to know the history to actually sense it. <laughs> but I do think some people are just yeah. way uh, – I would think if you were really attuned to that thing, you, you might want to stay away from those kind of places. <laughs> it might be overload. Right. Yeah. Clearly John's lived there for how many years? I mean, you know, is he that in tune with everything or, you know, you know, again, let's go back to our whole, is there just more stories and, and are he, is he creating the stories? I mean, it's a pretty good business gig. You get a lot of, we traveled halfway around the world to go drop in on this place to see it. So, I mean, uh, if it had been opened. Originally he, he just lived there. Yeah. So I don't know, but maybe you're right when it became an inn. Yeah, let's say, oh, my God, there's like uh, 5,000 inns in jolly old England. Let's make ours the scariest. Right, exactly. But there is a mystery. It was closed when you were there. Yep. Why? Why? Why was it closed? (laughs) (laughs) Right. (laughs) Well, it wasn't us, so. All right, isn't that you? Cool. All right. Well, thank you for that. Um, let's move on to our second news story. Mm. This one's a little strange. <laughs> I can't deny it. Oh, yeah. It's called Alien Endorsed. <laughs> this story starts with an alien abduction of a seven-year-old girl. Where am I? She says some things. Is this heaven? That come back to her when she's older. I must be special. I have to do something huge. And she runs for office. Believing that the aliens endorse her candidacy. (laughs) Interesting. Only in the United States. This one is a little bizarre. Um... Yeah. yeah. What's your thoughts? Well, okay. So, I mean, I don't know how old this lady is. I'm, I'm assuming she's like in her 30s uh, if she's running for office recently. Um, so when she was seven, there probably wasn't the Amber Alert. But would there be some, I mean, if a child goes <laughs> missing, would there be some report? Or did she just sort of like in her mind go missing? <laughs> right. You know, I, I like you, I want some real facts to back this up. Exactly. All the facts in this one to make a true determination of what's really going on. Take it away, Sydney. News. Alien endorsed from the Huffington Post. In 2018, the Miami Herald endorsed a congressional candidate who claimed to have been abducted by aliens. By all accounts, the mainstream newspaper is supporting her conservative beliefs, not her paranormal ones. However, the candidate's supernatural beliefs are hard to overlook. She claims to have been abducted when she was seven by people that looked like the Christ the Redeemer statue in Rio de Janeiro. 
They speak through telepathic communication and still contact her from time to time. In spite of the Herald's endorsement, the aliens candidate did not win. <laughs> Put yourself in her place. Do you, you're a political <laughs> candidate. Do you think this is going to help you? I mean, I don't get the point of that. <laughs> yeah. No, you, you need to keep that one to yourself. But, but um, I think uh, the U.S. has proven in politics that uh, I think sometimes being bigger than life and having a little bit of um, flair around you does help. So no publicity is bad publicity. So maybe this is a, a gimmick and a way to, to get in front of things, right? Okay, I, 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 that's the only explanation that makes sense to me, uh, because I would think this is something that your candidate would have dug up on you, you know, that you're trying to, the person you're trying to beat is, right. like, yeah. hey, she yeah. made this statement back when she was 15, uh, you know, but no, she did it when she was older and dead serious, by all accounts. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's, yeah. it, it is confusing to me real confusing well and those ones i even kind of relate back to i don't know if this is a fair statement back to mental health i mean i think you have to really understand the the whole mindset of not just where she was at that age but even today you know what is i, I go back to again you know you could have somebody that is running for some sort of office yeah it doesn't mean they're uh all there let's say <laughs> i like it Sorry. so the scariest part of the story is that is, you don't have you don't need a a a, a sane check to to run right, for office. Right. I think I think these podcasts need to turn into like little PSAs for people. We're telling them, you know, don't go into places like the ancient ram. You know, don't don't you know, <laughs> mental health is important if you're running for office. It really is. I think it is. But yeah, so I think we're putting out some good vibes for people to understand what the what the right way to do things are. Yeah, let's hope something good comes of it. Sure. I mean, my thing is, have you ha experienced anything sort of unusual, maybe not being abducted, but as a kid growing up? I mean, you've you've certainly been out in the wilds of Canada. You've uh, what have you seen anything? Have you experienced something that you might have just said, oh, I'm just no, no. I do have a story. You do? I do. Oh, well, please I do have a story. Um, so, you know, I, I work in the oil and gas industry. I used to work out in the middle of nowhere in, in the middle of night and listen to all sorts of radio stations. So they had this one radio station, a syndicate from, I think it was California or something. And so they were having this whole thing on extraterrestrials and stuff. Mm -hmm. and, and I kid you not, this is an actual true story. And, and do I believe her for a second? No, I'm still on the coincidence side of things. But, um, but the guy says, you know what? Honestly, if there are aliens out there, Give me a sign. I need to see something. So this guy's being a little bit, you know, he's he's, he's prodding the, the the aliens. And he says, you know, do me a favor. Flicker some lights on and off that just shouldn't flicker on and off. I was following a car and his taillights went out twice in front of me while I was following him. No way. So he, he so here's a newscaster or a, a, a radio guy. Yep. He, he asked for a sign and you were the one that got it. He didn't get the sign. I saw the sign. So, and I'm literally, cause it's, I don't know, it was like two or three in the morning, you know, am I, am I seeing things? Am I, is my mind subconsciously telling me what I saw? I mean, but I literally was following this car and I just like, where does taillights go? And then they came back on. I thought, oh, that's weird. Then they went off again and they came back on and then, you know, not even still making the connection to the, what was playing in the background. And then it was like, okay, that's weird. But so, I mean, so do you think you had a, an alien passenger that was letting you know, I can, I can only show this guy. <laughs> well, I wasn't abducted. I don't think I have, uh, I had no, um, 
out of body abnormalities on my body. So I don't, yeah, I don't think anything <laughs> happened, but uh, it was very coincidental in my mind. But you know what? I bet you if you ask lots of people when you start thinking down that lines, again, with the right precursor to what, you know, brought you to that position, I think there's a lot of people that would have, you know, whether they believed in it or not, they would have a lot of things to say that, uh, so you've never had anything that kind of made you thought, hmm, interesting. Um, no. But I have had friends that believe in ghosts. And to me, believing in ghosts is like believing in aliens, kind of. And their stories, I couldn't discount them. And, you know, and it was a story like uh, they were visiting a friend and they were just sitting in the living room when they were teenagers. And what, the girl had to leave. It's her house. So she went to get them a drink or something. And while she was there, she was like, right. she thought she saw a little boy. And she was like, oh, and when she mm -hmm. turned, he was gone. And she thought it was her, the girl's uh, little, little brother was, you know, just playing around. So when she came back, she said, oh, I, I think I saw your brother. And she goes, oh, no, he's not home right now. And she goes, well, I saw this kid, I'm sure. And she goes, oh, that's the ghost. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, it, it's just an old house in Vermont. And um, yeah, so I. I believe her that she saw something out of the corner of her eye that her friend wrote off as just being the ghost. But I haven't seen anything like that. And I've never met anyone with an alien story. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and you look at some of those things now, and I, I do, I chalk it up to coincidence of, you know, you know, things at the right time, you know, wherever you're at. We had one time we were just talking about something in our kitchen and our kitchen light just started to, it's on a you know a chandelier type thing mm -hmm. and it just started to move on its own and it stopped all three of us in our tracks we just kind of like it was noticeable enough to look up and go why is the light moving oh i think that would get my attention too well i just use those things to then further play onto it because then there was a time when they both had their backs turned to me a couple of days later and i actually touched the light you are and bad until they turn around yeah it was good <laughs> they were like stopped and they're just like it did it again i said okay i did it this time so now they actually think i did it the first the time. first time but you didn't dun, dun, yeah. dun. no i didn't well okay so since we've yeah. been starting to do these uh podcasts we have a light in one of our rooms uh, that is an old it's an old yeah. samovar lamp that my mom got when we lived in uh, the Middle East, mm -hmm. and she wired it up to be a lamp. It was just a samovar, right? Yep. And it, she had a sensor put in it so you can touch the metal. If you tap it, it'll turn on the glow. You tap it again. It's like three levels. You have to tap it four times to turn it off. Okay. And it, it has happened since we put it in off and on that I'll notice it's on, and I'll have to go in and turn it off. Uh, but lately now, it happens much more. Mm. And I know that the house has there's electric. I mean, I can shock myself. So I'm thinking, you know, if I've shocked myself someone else in the house, I don't know. It's very easy to, for me to believe that it could turn on because it turns on very it's just an anomaly. Yeah. But most of the time it's been at the lowest level and I only notice it at night. So it could have turned on at any time during the day, which right. means I'm really wasting energy. <laughs> but <laughs> lately it's been at the second and third level. So there's a lot of Mm. sparks going on i'm like what is happening and i can't help but think all right this has just started since i've been starting this podcast i don't know ah there you go you're drawing them to you they're they're like hey we're gonna get this lady no they're just nice they're just <laughs> no, saying hi just <laughs> yeah sure. they're just saying hi but actually i i honestly think it's just electrical current in this house 
which is, um, I have questions about how it was originally wired. <laughs> uh, you visited before, you know that we, we've got a hallway that mm -hmm. there's like three different light switches. And if you don't turn them on in the right order, oh. the lights will not turn on. Yeah, nothing's <laughs> happening. Yeah, we're in the same. We have our, in our house yeah. sometimes. I think electricians just probably have a good chuckle after they design these things. <laughs> yeah. But so I guess that is Absolutely. my little my little true ghost story that, you know, okay. I'm okay there with you that. Go. I'm okay if, if, if if somebody from the other side just wants to turn my lights on every once in a while just to say hi. Sure. Absolutely. But I honestly think yep. it's just the electricity. And uh, I wonder how many times things like that are mistaken for something paranormal or something alien. Um, do we really want to know? though do we no well i do i mean i think that's where you've got a we always talk about the investigative side of things right mm -hmm. do people really look into it if you see something and then you just grab hold of it and run with it and you don't ever kind of go back to retrace or look at what, how you got to that point i can see and then you know think about it campfire stories right you know you start telling somebody this story and they're like well do you think this happened and you embed those images in your mind you're like yeah actually you know what i think that it could have been that. And then that whole story just keeps moving along. And at some point, you know, what turned into a, a lamp flickering is, you know, my great, great grandfather is back and trying to tell me something. So Ooh, you're true. I, I mean, I totally believe that the, a story is far more interesting than some little fact <laughs> that it's mm -hmm. nature. Yep. <laughs> well, Darcy, yep. we did it again. We, we saw, we conquered these stories and we, Beat them into submission, so we're we're not afraid. We're not afraid of them, are we? <laughs> no, nope. absolutely not. No, I think we need to find some more good ones. Okay, we'll get our team right on that, so we'll get some cool, new, scary stories to share. Absolutely. All right. Well, thanks again, Darcy, and we'll check out everybody. Be safe and um, don't be scared. In the meantime, until you All come right. back, let us scare you. Oh yeah. <laughs> Excellent. See you, and. Everyone at iScary Podcast would like to thank you, the listeners, for joining us. And thanks also to our newscaster, Sydney Story, our announcer, Zach Mercer, plus our Step Into the Story actors, Grinnell Morris, Sydney Story, Zach Mercer, and a couple IA programs, one from Speechalo, and the other is Synthesis. Last but not least, we get our sound effects from that flat. <laughs> Join us again, if you dare. The Ice Scary Podcast is produced by Wyatt Pashik and Ann Kimbrough. Copyright April 2021.